Bringing to the table, this your girl Sylvia. She, her, and hers. This is Tori. She and hers. We are here for episode number forty-six. What's episode? Episode. <laughs> episode. <laughs> episode forty-six. We already started well, with the tick. We've, we've we've missed a week of recording. We a little bit out of uh, you know. Got to get the rhythm back. Mm-hmm. Red leather. Weather. What is that thing? Hmm? You know, actors do red leather, oh, leather. Little, leather. Um, I don't know. That sounds more so. We're here back in the podcast room. room. The podcraft room. And as yeah. you may be hearing, we have an extra voice we with do. us. Hi. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Christopher Scott. Uh, pronouns his and him. I did it right. I yeah. It right. Yeah. His and him. Yeah. Uh, also a social worker. Um, I have a podcast called the Hip Hop Social Worker Podcast. Week, week, week. <laughs> no, that's scratching. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but yes, um, yeah, yeah. I met I met uh, Tori working with the fabulous Portland Public School oh, District. Just amazing, <laughs> amazing place. To um, work. and you know, I was you know, uh, I remember when she started doing this podcast, and I just loved uh, I loved the setup. I love the rapid fire part. I How mean, do you like uh, being in the pod craft room? I like the name. Yeah, you know, I like that because it's like you can come down here, you can yeah. color, you can pop, you can record, yeah. you can probably do some yoga. Yeah, you know, move so. stuff around. Yeah, not all three of us together. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big body. Yeah, in the for real. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, yeah, I'm just a social worker. Um, my platform is really to. Um, really, I preach, you know, social work therapy. You know, that's really my lane. Mental health stuff um, to juveniles. I work with juveniles primarily. Uh, I try to reach out to other like black men. Try to let them know that it's okay to feel things. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't have to be such, you know, like kind of cold and callous all the time. You know, it's all right mm-hmm. to be different. It's all right to be you. So yeah. that's kind of my message. I like to I like to lift people up as well. Excellent. You know, so. well, we need a lot of lifting up here. Definitely. I, uh, I, I like your, um, that, I think that's one of the things I like about your um, platform and how you use it is that you breaking down those stereotypes um, and gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know, that men got to be hard and they can't show their emotions. Yeah. And, you know, um, some of the stuff that you've done you know, that I've followed and seen mm-hmm. um, with your other, you know, friends and stuff. Like, just, you, know, you got a group of men who are like, yeah, we got to talk about our emotions. We got to, you know, mm-hmm. definitely, we can cry. Yeah. We can yeah. talk about mental health and depression definitely. and and in the black community and in mm-hmm. the male community. And, you know, we got to, we got to break down that toxic masculinity. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I get pushed back from that sometimes by like my other friends, you know what I'm saying? Who yeah. who are still kind of in that bubble. And that's whatever. That's, that's, that's all right. But I just really like, you know, cause masculinity has a range, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and masculine is really whatever you want it 
to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we were fed a narrative that, you know, um, you know, certain things aren't masculine, you know, right. crying or, you know, being gay right. or whatever. Like 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 you couldn't be gay and masculine. That's yeah. just that's yeah. just right. That is unfathomable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. what? You know, like you right. see, you know, like so so like I, I like seeing like things like, you know, that kind of breaks those um societal norms. Yeah. You know, so nice. I liked what you did uh when you talked about the Pharrell cover oh yeah which yeah. one was that one what yeah it was that on gq or yeah GQ, GQ, yeah. GQ, yeah 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 and uh what did they call it like the new the masculine new or something like that yeah and there was people that 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 didn't agree with that and but my thing is like those that kind of whatever you want to call it that that's been around forever yeah you know what I'm saying so my so my standpoint is like you really helping younger people be themselves mm-hmm. like people like people look at it and say oh you know this is changing society because this is because the cover is showing him wearing an oversized coat but i feel like no it's not really changing society it's letting people that always been there Mm -hmm. have the comfortability to come Mm -hmm. to come out and be themselves that's why we see him more yeah it's not because it was never there right right. you know but but now it's like it's supported it's out of the open you know it's not hiding anymore yeah Yeah, so i've had a lot of few people that that wasn't really feeling that which i you know i whatever i can I, I can get it but but i feel like you got to change your view of the world it's like that kind of those that kind of lifestyle has always, always been around yeah you know and, and i hate to use the word lifestyle yeah but yeah. but those human beings have always mm-hmm. been around yeah you know well and like i think you mentioned about prince you know yeah look at prince i mean prince would he's a bad motherfucker yeah. right? <laughs> he will he will take your wife yeah in a blouse, and you know what I'm saying. I watched Purple Rain just last night. I yeah. again for a long time, and I'm just watching this and like, man, '80s glam yeah. styles, you know? like, and some of those dudes friendly, were, yeah, puffy shirts, tight pants, eyeliner, eyeliner, yeah. like the hairdo, yeah. yeah. So, even yeah. Moore's day in the time, like even his look was, yeah. you know, very like clean and yeah. and you know could be seen as quote unquote flamboyant, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but like you're saying, it's always existed. It's always. Just, you know, you're given it. But I, I also think that it's accepted more if you're an artist. You know what I'm saying? So True. like somebody yeah. who is maybe does it, is not as talented right. or do, is not in the entertainment field. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they, the pushback comes. Yeah, like It's yeah. acceptable mm-hmm. for Prince for sure. or for, you know, Morris Day or whoever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's just and you, feel, Joe Schmoey, then. Yeah, I feel the know. same way about like men crying. Yeah. You know, like I know when um Giannis Antetokounmpo won the MVP and he cried, he got like, you know, um he got applause from everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, be yourself, be true, you know what yeah. But then when Rudy Gobert cried for not making the all-star game mm-hmm. two years ago, he got backlash. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. and like, I mean, it's easy to cry like over some fly shit, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, shit, like, yeah. I won the lottery, I'm crying, right. but, yeah. but, you know, but right. when you're crying, when, like, you know, like, you're disappointed, it's right. like, what? Right. It's like, what yeah. are you crying Suck right. it up. Suck yeah. it up. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. You know, For so. real. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcraft room, Chris. Um, Christopher. I don't know. Yeah, what, what do you Chris, prefer? I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't really prefer, you know, I I, I go by either or. Okay. Chris All right. I just want to make sure I get it right. All right. Um, so welcome. Welcome to what yeah. you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, we know you got a story for us and you're going to stay and, you know, give your two cents. Give on our your two cents. And the rapid fire. And um, before we get started, just to remind our listeners, the uh, yeah. views and opinions of this podcast are those Strictly of ours. us alone. Yes. Not mm-hmm. the places where we work. 
not necessarily our family. It's all <laughs> me, myself, and I. Right. right? Some of it probably came because of family. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, you know, sure. Either support yeah, for family right. or right. distaste right. for family. Right? There you they go. influence you know, yeah. at some level. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we do do a lot of cussing on here, or I do a lot of cussing yeah, on here. You do a lot. So Although I feel like you're bringing me down because I'm... You know, I I'm feel like I'm saying down. a lot more words <laughs> on and off mic. Maybe I'm just bringing you to the realness of who you oh, are. I'm, I'm helping yeah. you find your authentic I, that self. That might be it. Didn't I say I was going to be as brown as That's brown right. can be? You're just no. going to be you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's get started with some what's updates. Do you have any what's updates? I have. Do you have? I got one. Okay, I got one. You're going to push the button? Oh, I yes. remind you every time? What is every your time. what's update? All right, so mine's is the Coast Guard officer terror suspect sentenced for guns and drugs. So remember, he had asked for leniency. Yes. Please give me some leniency. Yes. Well, guess what? Don't you tell me said he got it. January 31st, this comes from AP News, the Coast Guard lieutenant accused of by prosecutors of being a domestic terrorist. Although, see, why do they keep saying that? He was not. It, they didn't charge him as a domestic terrorist. Right. But why do they keep bringing that up? Right. Prosecutors believe you. We know he was a domestic terrorist. Yeah. Prosecutors know, but they were too scared to actually do something do about it. So mm -hmm. I'm tired. Bye, Felicia, yeah. on that one. Um, on committing politically motivated killing inspired by... Four, yeah, 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 blah. Uh, so he was sentenced Friday to more than 13 years in prison for firearms and drug offenses. Okay. So it sounds like he got the max. Okay. But how much do you think he'll actually do? Uh, he uh, he had faced. Oh, does it say he'll have to do a minimum? No, or? Uh, didn't say. Doesn't say. Oh wait, uh, he was sentenced to 160 months. Uh, he believes the officer was preparing to carry. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> uh, the need to protect uh, the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He apologized to his family. Why are you apologizing? You knew what you were doing, dude. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Now he's embarrassed, oh, now, now he says. Embarrassed. Now he's embarrassed. It doesn't say how much uh, time he would do. They, the, the federal prosecutor said they recommended 25 years. So they gave him some leniency yeah. for 13. Mm. Yeah. Um, they called Hansen again. They called Hansen a domestic terrorist and self-described white nationalist intent on carrying out mass killings. 13 years? 13, 13 years. years. 13 years. 13 years. So 20... For collecting a... 2033, he'll be out. I wonder... what did, how If he does he? the full 13. Yeah. I he's, mean... He's 50, so he'll be 63. Yeah. Well, and I don't know about out. Fed time if they have to do the whole... Like, I can't... I, you know, if like... Yeah, I don't you, know. Usually Fed time, know. like, you have to do the majority of it. Mm-hmm. But they could give him good time, like if he's been waiting. Right, yeah. If he's been waiting. Yeah, however long he's been in. I don't know. He Remember, he, I don't think he was in because he was living with That's the right, sister got, or yeah, he got, something, yeah. family members that would yeah. uh, supposedly would help supervise him. Right. So I don't think he was sitting in jail waiting yeah, around for his sentence. Go in and sentence. meet some other white nationalists. And, and they have more of their talks yep. and more networking and more out. covert yep. stuff. You know, and to me, it's watch, like watch Trump dude, pardon him. I, I, I'm wondering, is there oh, a further investigation with his network, it like could. they would if it was an Al Qaeda or a Muslim attack? Right, exactly. They yeah. would go through oh, who, who are you like, connected with, all your cousins yeah. and your uncles and your aunts, and they'd and, all be sitting yeah, in prison. Exactly. No, yeah, but, but not here. Anyway, it's just one lone wolf. 
Well, All right, what you got? What my you got? what's up day, even though we said long ago we were putting it to bed, we weren't going to bring it up. We Well, Jason well, sent it in. Well, you didn't bring it up. So I, let's put it this way. A You're listener not bringing sent it, up. it in. <laughs> right. Jason sent it in. Um, Jesse Smollett has been indicted over false reports to Chicago special prosecutors. Oh, he got arrested. Yeah. So he's been indicted again. again. Facing charges, connection with the January 2019 police report, um, was indicted by a grand jury on six disorderly conduct charges Tuesday, according to the Office of Special Prosecutor. The 37-year-old actor is already facing a $130,000 lawsuit by the city of Chicago. Um, for the cost and resources of police, prosecutors claim it took to investigate Smollett's false charges. Um, a Cook County grand jury returned six-count indictment charging Smollett with making four separate false reports to Chicago police officers related to false claims that he was a victim of a hate crime, knowing that he was not the victim of the crime. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if he went to jail, so I think he was just indicted. Yeah. Um, it does say, you know, last year he was charged with felony disorderly conduct, um, but those charges were dropped. Um, I don't, I can't believe they're suing him for the cost on top of everything. <laughs> I, I'm just, my mouth is agape because I'm like, what? Crickets. What? <laughs> this is a, this is a, the, this is a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. Like this truly right here, right? Yeah. This is, we are witnessing a witch hunt. But yet you get 45 up there talking about a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. And yet, how come Jesse can't say, I don't want to participate in this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to participate. I'm tired of you all. Y'all, this is a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Don't subpoena me. I'm not going to pay attention to your subpoenas. And then let's go to a trial without witnesses, without. So uh, they are saying what's questionable here is James, is the James Comey like timing of the charging decision just 35 days before an election, which can only be interpreted as further polit- politicization of the justice system, something voters in an era of Donald Trump should consider offensive. Claudia Tristan, the campaign's communication director, said. So they're saying that Jesse Smollett's case is political? Yeah. Saying that Fox, um, the, the prosecutor... Um, All because Fox's oh, yeah. re-election campaign released a statement accusing the special prosecutors of I intentionally so. timing the Smollett charges in order to interfere with her coming bid to retain the office of the Cook County State's mm-hmm. Attorney. Because they will all mad at her because she dropped. She, she yeah, because she file. said, "Why are we She's even like, bothering? Let's this. not do yeah. no resources on here. Yeah. There was no no harm, no foul. As far as like you know, there was he didn't commit a, a he was the one that was assaulted. So you pay somebody mm-hmm. to assault you." Because he's still claiming he was attacked. Like there's still, yeah. he's still. And they're gonna have the story. to right, and they're gonna have to prove. So they're gonna have to prove that the money that he paid mm-hmm. was not for medication. Yeah. Or yeah. whether it was for assaulting me. Yeah. Because you have brothers that carried out this offense that said, "Oh, he he did. He said for me to do this, but then." They've been lying about stuff. So this is just messy. And I think that's why Fox was like, it's just too messy. Why are we wasting resources on this? Yeah. You know? So we'll see where it goes. Why do you think they are wasting resources on this? And what's going to happen if he goes to jail? What is he going to go? What is it for a misdemeanor? Yeah. What? 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 Probably. Yeah. I mean, they probably give him. Let's see. These are misdemeanors, right? As I remember, they're Um, misdemeanors. 
six disorderly conduct charges. It doesn't say misdemeanors or felonies, but disorderly conduct, I mean, in this That's state, the lowest, is a misdemeanor. Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming it's similar over there. So we're going through all false, of this? False police report is a misdemeanor here. So, yeah. yeah. For six misdemeanor counts. Hey, they got people in serving prison time for less items than that. Yeah. What was that one dude you brought up about? Because uh, he bought drugs or something so ridiculous he was serving years in jail. I don't remember. Which one was that? I can't remember either, but it was something so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were like saying, the, I stole something $5 and serving 30 all the years. people in, in, in prison, in federal prison for right. cannabis. Right. Yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, still, yeah. in, in states that it's legal, right? Yeah. still serving their time. Yeah, you know, ridiculous. When they got like boutiques that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that meme when the when the uh, cannabis dispensary looks like the Apple Store? It's time to start letting a whole lot of people out of jail. It's true though, man. It's true. I mean, like if you ever watch like um, you you know the rapper Two Chains, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So you ever watch his uh, show Expensivist? There's a few episodes where uh, he has like cannabis like entrepreneurs. Mm And like he had like this white guy who was like you know like a cannabis chef and he was making all these delicate, you know, which is I'm not mad at yeah. that, but it, but it's just like like a slap yeah. in the face. It's yeah. like you know yeah. like, you know like once you know like once it becomes legal, like oh, right. everybody right. out the woodwork. Oh, right. I'm a cannabis right. this, I'm a cannabis yeah. that. Well, you know, I, I one thing interesting about when it became legal in Oregon, like that first year, I remember um, they already had a diversity board. Yeah, I was like, "Why do you have a diversity board? It just became right. legal. You, yeah. There's already, right? there's already, um, I'm trying to say, there's already like issues with equity. Like, yeah, in the first year, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, that's why I had to stop watching Vice. That yeah, Channel yeah. Vice. Vice is like a slap in the face. Oh my god! I'm mean, all of it. Like yeah. all these rich white people, the cannabis connoisseurs, yeah, the just... <laughs> you know the what's that one guy? Uh, He's a white dude, big dude. Um, fuck, I can't remember his he's name. He's a chef. No, he's a rapper. Oh, uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson, yeah. like his whole crew. But he's a rapper, so yeah. Look, and I, he's I, still I, like all. I let him pass. Okay, you're gonna give him a pass. All right, I'll let you give him a pass. But that whole network, yeah, with all the different cannabis shows and the yeah. the, the chef shows. Are like, are like are there was one where they was uh, making um, a cannabis hot chocolate, and he was using like. Um, peppercorn or something. Yeah. Like, what I kind wonder. of shit? <laughs> what the? Uh, Which would actually counteract the high. That. Yeah. Because if you get too high on the THC, yeah. you can eat pepper, peppercorns and it'll help counteract the... Well, how much weed is inside the hot chocolate? Depends how much you're eating. But yeah, yeah, it really... Well, I have a... I mean, not to plug my podcast but I plug, have, it away, plug it away I, I have an episode called the gentrification of weed and, oh, it, and it's, and it's it, true and it addresses like just how like you know like yeah, yeah. there's so yeah. many weed kind of sores that you know like i think what, what did it for me was cnn had a special and there was just like young white gal and she was she and and her cover story was the Bill Gates of weed. Oh, and I was geez. like, damn, Done. you know what I'm saying? Like, Done. It, yeah. it was like, and pe- so many people go to jail for like dime bags, right? Like, you know, right. well, and I think it's like a very small percentage of dispensaries that are owned by people of color, right? Yeah, like right. a very like like less than ten percent. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, uh, and and you figure why? 
because they can't get loans. They can't. Well, open part stores. of what happened is a lot of people who a lot of people of color who mm-hmm. were arrested. The the licensing you can't get a license. You can't yeah. get a license as a bud tender. You can't get licensed as a <laughs> and a these people just suddenly like, became like that was, connoisseurs right? overnight. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Saying, you know. well, on the backs of people of color, man. So <laughs> you know, but again, I think that uh, Chelsea Handler did that one show where she was talking going through her history of mm-hmm. you know her substance use. And oh, you didn't watch it. Uh, what was she it called? had a show called like what like my white privilege something like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that one. that's the one it. I'm talking I about I you should watch it because mind. what she was basically I mean I mean it is infuriating because she's talking to white people about white white privilege i mean and that's where you see it like you even see ladies talking about what's white there ain't no white privilege you know I, look at me i'm female i have to struggle Woo-woo. and i'm like you right there are just seeing male privilege. So why would you think that white privilege doesn't mm-hmm. exist when you're just right now saying you're struggling with male privilege yep. because you're female, you have to work harder, but because you're white and I'm a person of color, that means I don't work harder than you mm-hmm. to prove mm-hmm. something. But anyway, mm. but you see that in her interviews. But the one thing that she does say is uh, how her boyfriend who was African-American, they arrested him and they would let her go. Yeah. And she goes, and I got all the stuff all on me. Yeah. And he's going to prison while I'm running free. Did she date 50 Cent? She did. Yeah. I don't know if they dated, but they hooked up. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. They hooked yeah. up. Yeah. You know. They um, fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so she Damn. was exploring that. But at the end of it, at the end of the show, it's it true. leaves. A, I mean, there's still a lot yeah. more that she needs to continue to explore. It yeah. just kind of cut off. Yeah. So I think she's. I mean, I doing appreciate the gesture, but yeah. I just didn't want. I wasn't really. I, just wasn't I do sure. remember, though, there was a case uh, incident in, uh, I think it was Eugene area. Um, where it was a, it wasn't a dispensary, but it was a processor of um, co- concentrate of the oils, mm-hmm. and the the owner of it um, was found out to be a white nationalist. Oh, and the, and I will just say on this tip that the cannabis community they came down on him hard, and they really shut him down. they shut him down. Yeah, they fronted him out on Facebook, put his pictures up with the um, you know the storm front or whatever flag he was in front of. And yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, wow! Shut him down. Not today. Wow. So at least, at least that happened. Maybe and... that was that diversity committee. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> they came, they came through. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into our stories. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Two. What are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? Back here to start our stories. Chris is going to start us off. With uh, his story, what are you bringing to the table? It's not really a story. It's not it's, not a story. Like well, a, you know, we say story right. in the yeah. sense of, you know, what topic, enlighten what us. subject enlighten, matter. Enlighten our what listeners. What you got for us. Yeah. So, um, Oregon just passed a reform for juvenile justice. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, which I am... Uh, which I am in support of. Um, so back in 1995, I believe when Measure 11 happened, Measure 11, if you don't know, is person-to-person crime, automatic, at least five years, 10 months. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I, yeah. Right? Mandatory yeah. minimum. Mandatory yep, yep. minimum. So there's that's no... at least. At least. You yeah, can't get any minimum. lower than yeah. that. That's yeah. the minimum and, time. And, and, you, and can you describe some person-to-person crimes that, you know, because they, they can be... 
People yeah. think person to person is like I stabbed somebody. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it could be like then, I took a know. dollar from exactly. someone mm-hmm. and I somebody. had a weapon. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Or you know, so robbery and you know, of course, you know, and obviously yeah. more serious. Yeah. But they range. Yeah, they range. So like you know, if I took somebody's, you know, if I took your bubbly, yeah, you want to press charges. Right, I could be looking at Major Eleven. Yeah, right. took it by force. Yeah, and yeah. I thought you had a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even if you didn't have a weapon, if I thought you had a gun in your pocket because the way you were holding. Yeah, you know, and I was in fear for my life. Yeah, there it is. yeah, robbery, you boom, so, yeah, robbery too. So that was um, but in Oregon, you 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 had to be sixteen to be uh, tried as an adult. So sixteen-year-olds were getting basically life sentences, you know, and not even not even really being considered. Like, oh, well, maybe his age was played a right. factor mm-hmm. in it. So, or maybe the opposite of affluenza. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, poverty, 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 So you know, so so a lot of kids were you know just kind of doing these impulsive acts, getting sent to. McLaren or Hillcrest or Rogue Valley or whatever for five years, 10 months, at least without second looks, without nothing, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So, so the reform was, um, you know, if you're 16, you get an automatic second look, right? you know, automatic, it don't matter. It doesn't matter if you're doing good. It's just automatic second look. Mm -hmm. And if you're under the age of 16, you can't be sentenced to, you know, more than 10 years or something like that. So, um, so, but the controversy was, that because I'm reading articles about this bill, people did have like there were people who did have like like um you know like black and brown kids in mind uh-huh. making this bill, right? You know because yeah. that was people who were getting right. you know taking advantage of. Yeah, the controversy came the first crime to really like you know to be under this law. It was in North Portland, three white kids. I was gonna say shot this black dude in the face. Killed him, took his car, joyriding. Yeah, that was like recently, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So now we're in St. John's. So yeah. now, so now this case is supposed to help black and brown kids. And so it's going to help three white kids, not yeah. probably do. You know, one of them is going to do like ten years. The other ones are going to get out of my second looks. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. so the thing was like, you know, people are saying like, so, so, so people who don't know the history are like, well, shit, like you know, my son last year. Went to jail five years, six months. Mm-hmm. This, you know, and he doesn't get a second look. But mm-hmm. these kids are probably not even going to do the, their whole time. You know, well, yeah. So, 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 like, there's more to this. So, like, there's more behind it. Yeah. But for that to be the first case, yeah. You yeah. know, what I'm saying it kind of created a little controversy, and you know, like there were a lot of kids waiting in juvie because um, this bill went into place like um, this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like, there's kids that are coming into juvie, or you know, to come into the YCF now, um, youth correctional facility now that have been in juvie for a year because they were waiting. Right. So now they get out of my second look. Yeah. You know. So um, I'm in support of the bill. It's just that you know that first case was just right. It it was a little slap right. in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's just bad timing. Yeah. I mean, Honestly. nobody knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Right. You know, like, it just right. happened to be three white kids that killed a black kid. So, yeah, so that was, you know, that's something that, you know, I work in the juvenile justice realm. So, you know, so like we're seeing a lot of backlash now. Um, just, well, not backlash, we're just seeing a lot of like, you know, um, like a lot of movement being happening mm-hmm. right now because yeah. people yeah. are waiting for the law to be put into place. And I hope, you know, there, there have been some kids are, you know, there have been some youth that I worked with that I've gotten the cases 
retroact, you know, like so right. like there was a there was a, a youth that was 15 when he got sentenced to his sentence, but since you know, he was so young, mm-hmm. I think they dropped his his life term. And he's gonna just do juvenile life and get yeah. out when he's 25. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 um it's causing the you know the right conversation. If we could just get like you know more mental health services, or like create a more mental health friendly environment inside of our right. correctional facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a start yeah. towards the right direction. Yeah. I think one of the things of it for me was the part about um, previously when a kid would commit a major eleven and then be charged with it, like depending on what county you were in. Some counties would go, it would go straight to the adult charge. Right. Some counties, the DA would look at it and be like, okay, we we'll can give a lesser, lesser included and keep them in juvenile court. Right. Yeah. So there was no, you know, consistency. And so you it saw was black and brown DA. kids yeah. overcharged. Right. You know, and oh. then you would see white kids yeah. who, oh, well, well, you know what? We'll do a lesser included or we'll right. do an attempted. Yeah. Right. So you could do an attempted assault two. Right. Assault two is a major 11, but if you put the attempt on it, then that takes it out of the yeah. major 11 yeah. and you can keep it in juvenile right. court. Or right. like in the poorer, wider counties. Yeah. So right. like rural Eastern Oregon. I was talking, I remember I first got into this field um, talking to a director. She said that um, like East, because they don't have any services out there. Right. And, and you know, the, you know, OIA is, you know, can provide more services. So a kid might get in trouble for like selling a Snickers bar, but because. Right. No services. Yeah. No, no services. services you got to so, yeah. go to OIA. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. So things like that, but I remember I made a um I had made like this like just had like this observation when I worked in a like program in the community we hardly got any black kids mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe two or three yeah. you know what I'm saying I was like man am I not... so I guess like so like I guess you're not like a lot of black kids committing crimes out here because you, 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 <laughs> right. you're not coming to my program yeah. so but when I went and took a tour of that of the now close Hillcrest. I seen nothing but black kids. Yeah, yeah. you know, what I'm yeah, because so, they got they were in the, the wrong program. Yeah, yeah, and not sent to the yeah. yeah. You know, so I remember thinking like, oh damn, because yeah. because yeah. I worked at two different programs and both had the same problem. You know, yeah. there was no black no black kids. They yeah, were, they would come. They were rare. You know, yeah, yeah. I went I went you know inside a refreshment facility. They were all just there. Well, yeah, and I think uh, I mean from from my experience and my past life of as, as a juvenile probation officer. Um, I think one of the problems was a lot of those community-based programs wouldn't take our kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, I supervised Latino gang youth, and it was oh, he, he's too he's too dangerous. He's too dangerous. Like we wouldn't yeah. even look, wouldn't even give him a screening. Yeah. They'd see what was on paper. Nope, we can't take them because you know whatever. And so we'd get I'd get stuck with like, well, I guess we can't. I mean, because the judge wasn't going to let him go home, wouldn't let him be in the community. Mm-hmm. You know this program wouldn't take him or that program wouldn't take him or they would take him because, but because they weren't culturally responsive, the kid would get blow kicked out, out blow yeah. out. They didn't know how to work with them. And they never knew the correctional facility. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my claim to fame, my claim to fame, my one social work story that I hold on dear to, <laughs> I saved a kid from going to a group correctional facility. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I was getting, I, this job I had, it wasn't working out. So I quit, but in like, in spite, only had one. I had one black kid on my caseload. I discharged him out of spite, out of my supervisors, <laughs> out of my supervisors' um, approval. You know, approval, everything. I I worked that case. I was like, I mean, the PO worked that case because we all knew, like, if this, yeah. if you you leaving, this kid is not going to be successful. Yeah, right. He's going to go to 
to jail. Yeah. yeah. So I discharged him, sent him home, and he graduated high school. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Nice. You know, I mean, awesome. he did the work. But, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. But you gave him the opportunity. Yeah. Right, you know, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was culturally responsive. Right. Going against right. the, going against the right. system. Right, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I was getting, because he I mean, the way they described this kid, he was rude. He was, he wasn't, but he, he wasn't rude to me, but he yeah. just was out of place and the right. program was real white. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? So like they just, you know, so anytime he would kind of like bow up, they would just get like scared and hold mm-hmm. him to a different standard. And, yeah. He was aggressive. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he, yeah. you know, really most of the time he was just defending himself. Right. People right. would make fun of him. Yeah. Right. And he would just, you know, he would go harder at him. Yep. <laughs> and, and what do we know as grown adults? Whenever we're, by ourselves, the nobody that looks like us, we don't interact very. I mean, we're nervous about interacting when we see a person of color. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I got somebody, yeah. and we feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm, you know, definitely. when you feel more comfortable, yeah. you feel safer. Yeah, yeah, true, you know. True. So the fact that he had you and was able to connect with you, he obviously felt safe. Like yeah. I got somebody that can understand me mm-hmm. yeah. at a different level. Yeah. Right. And if you think about it in terms of like a trauma informed mm-hmm. lens, right? Mm-hmm. A trauma lens is if you're a kid of color and everybody around you is yep. not like you, right? You're you're already in threat mode, right? right. So your lid is already half flipped right. because you're like, okay, survival. Like I don't right. know what these people are gonna say or do or right. accuse me of doing. Right. You know, so you're in that fear. Or so, you have the history of being accused. Right. And, yeah, that's you know, what I mean. So it's like, you so you bring in, like, you're coming into this program yep. and nobody looks like you. Nobody understands you. Nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. And right. so you're already on edge. And, and so there you course, see that one person. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, oh, that yeah. relief. Well, yeah. that you hope, right? Right. Because. Yeah, just because oh. your skinship don't mean your kinship, right? Really <laughs> Clarence <That's> Thomas, <laughs> Ben Carson, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I mean, yeah. It ma- that's why representation matters, right? Definitely. Right, for, for sure. Because that's why we talk about like this is why we have to diversify the staff. You got to diversify leadership. You got to bring in more than cosmetic diversity to your organizations, right? Yeah. right. Oh, definitely. Um, I was going to bring up about the uh, SB 1008 because that's what that is, mm-hmm. that bill. Uh, one of the things that I like about it is that it takes the decision out of the hands of the DA. Yes. like, mm-hmm. And it puts it back on a judge. So it's say for those three kids, the DA can say, we're going to waive these kids into the adult system mm-hmm. because we feel like this, you know, offense was so offensive yeah. that there's no way that we're going to allow the juvenile or that we believe that the juvenile department should be able to handle it. And the judge is actually making that decision. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, to me, I feel like that's, that's a great safeguard rather than leaving it up to a DA. And if the judge knows the kid. Right. You know? Yeah. If it's somebody that you've been working Mm -hmm. with and it's not, you know, so atrocious, but you know, I, I have always had a problem with DA's, uh, making up uh, the decision whether to charge or not charge, and when they charge, yeah, because it's, it's overcharging. Yeah, I mean, they how throw many everything. Times I would, I, and then you get kids at sixty years old with a defense attorney that sees them the day of court, right, right, copping a plea because they don't want to do major eleven mm-hmm. because right. the DA purposely overcharges, right. right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how many kids I worked with would be like. You know, Tori, I didn't do this. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know, you can go to no man because if I go and I'm found guilty in all of it, you know, that's like yes. 20 yeah. years, 20 yeah. years, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So they're like, I'll take the plea 
and yeah. do, you know, whatever two years in McLaren juve time versus going and being an adult because that's what they do. They overcharge yeah. to right. get them convinced to like, well, you know, yeah. they'll plea out. This is they'll the best out. thing that you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah. oh, maybe I should actually execute my rights and ask for a trial mm -hmm. and really make the state present their evidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they scare them with like, you know, 15 yeah. different charges, yeah. alternative theories or what is yeah. it? Alternative. What is it? I call that alternative theory or whatever. Like if I stab you, oh, they yeah. can do uh, assault. Um, attempted murder, yeah. Um, yeah. attempted assault, yeah. Um, because it's all based on different, you know, yeah. angles Scenario. of it. Yeah, but it's all one stabbing, you know. But you would have thought I stabbed you fifty yeah. times, right? Yeah. You know, right. so I use big words, right? And so the kids get scared, and they're like, "I'd rather do two years in McLaren than five years, ten months, and you know, yeah, yeah. OSC OSCI, yeah, yeah." Well, thank you for bringing that to the table. No problem. That's a good you one. Know? That's it, a good one. Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. think this is going to help. I think so, too. I feel like, um, yeah, just because, you know, um, we assume that everybody that does their, you know, crime when they're young knows the severity of what mm -hmm. they're doing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you, you just might, you might, you might just be impulsive. You are, you might, you, you might have a story, you know right. what I'm saying? That, right. you know, that, that deserves another yeah, look, right. You know? Well, and I think, too, even like um, li lifestyle, right? So a kid's in a gang at 15, 16 years old. If he's given the right supports or she's given the right supports to to get their needs met. Right. Because I, you know, a lot of times I mean, I think it's it's changed over the years. But, you know, when I was working with kids that they weren't it wasn't generational here yet. You know, it wasn't right. my mom or my dad or my cousin. It mm -hmm. was like first yeah. generation. So if you give them the right supports, they can get out of it. So that crime is a crime of circumstance of that life, right? Right. Yeah. right. Like they're not just running around stabbing or robbing random people. It's right. it was usually gang on gang type right. crimes. Right. So if you get the right mental health support, the right basic needs met, mm -hmm. all of those things, cultural responsivity in school, so they don't get pushed out of schools, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and one of the things that we continue to miss here in the state of Oregon is extraction programs. How do you? How does a young person extract th extract themselves from a gang? Right. Mm. Yeah. You know. How, you got nothing and else. Safely. Yeah. They don't have. There's no guidance to right. how do I do that? How do I? You know, keep mm -hmm. myself safe. How do I? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know. And oh, they know that something's not right. They want to change, but how do I do that when right. I have nobody to help me? Exactly. Maneuver yeah. through that situation. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I I gotta stay home. I'm still in my you know, mm -hmm. my living space. Right. Where do I, where am I going? How do I do this? Right. Because a lot of times it's like, you can't see anybody that's did it. It's like, right. You can't, you can't disconnect natural supports from people. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, they're gotta live in their neighborhood. They gotta live with their right. family, like give them opportunity to change the lifestyle that they're living in. Right. Not, you can't be around any of that. Right. Now, that yeah. used to be one of my biggest pet peeves was like, you can't take away everybody that this person has connected to them. Right. Because then they have nothing. Right. You know, yeah. then what are they going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. Go right back to what they knew. Uh, <laughs> uh, probation violation. Yeah, and then exactly. next thing you know, you're back in court exactly. setting them yeah. off to the youth correct Because every, every place yeah. they go and everything <laughs> they do is going to be around someone they're not supposed to be around. Right. Like, come on. Right. Which is, uh, have you listened to the latest serial? I had to stop listening because it just made me mad. Uh -oh. uh, podcast serial. 
Um, so this season they're following the um, Cuyahoga County, which has oh, already yeah, yeah. been tagged as overcharging right. people of color. Mm. Um, was that the county that you were saying that yeah, one that story attorney yeah. was the one? Ninety some percent, percent were, were being were charged black young, measure eleven black men. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they're following cases within the court. Like yeah. they'll just go and follow different cases, and they're showing the disparities within the court right. system, and. Um, you know, like that's what is just frustrating is because it just happens and it continues to happen. And this one judge was doing shit like if you have another kid, because the person will have a kid out of wedlock, and then of course they'd end up on you yeah. know, assistance. Yeah. He would order that if you had another child, that's a probation violation. Mm-hmm. Which by law he cannot do. Like that is a civil yeah. rights violation. And but what's the defense attorney saying? The defense attorneys are like, just, just with this judge, yeah. like, you just keep your mouth shut. You don't, don't challenge him. You, if you can get out of there without doing time or whatever, like you, even though if it's going to make you mad, you don't say anything. Wow. Yeah. Like the ACLU has come in and, sh- you know, done all this stuff. And he's even had like ethics things filed, but he's still a judge and he still keeps doing it. He still keeps saying shit. Like if you have another kid. <laughs> I'm going to, that's going to be a violation okay, of probation. But do we know if he's time. ever, yeah. if, if a kid, I mean. Yes, he's done it. <laughs> yes. And that's past the mustard? Yeah. So then if the ACLU comes in afterwards, but at, by that point. But by that time, the, the person's, person's already served. Because they're yeah. going and doing time. And, the, and imagine the baby mm-hmm. in DHS custody. Yep. Yeah. And there was one case where something, he did something and the guy had wrote like this really long letter about like taking ownership and, you know, all this, that and the other. He still gave him time. But he said, if you come back in two years after you serve like a portion of it. It was kind of like a second look yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that second look, right? right? So he comes back, writes the letter to the judge. Hey, I'm doing good in prison. I've, you know, programs, treatment, do, 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 all of it. Totally fucking didn't give it to him. Mm. Yeah. O-M-G. Yeah. It's like the loan forgiveness program. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody's getting it. Nobody's getting it. Now he's trying to. Yeah, 1%. Now they're trying to get rid of the 1%. Now they're trying to get rid of the 1%. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. 45. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back for some other stories. All right. We're back. Two. What are you bringing to the table? What do you bring to the table? Get our story started. Uh, you got you got one. You got one. Uh, I got one. I got one. I got one. And this falls. Got a hot right, one. Right, got a hot one. Falls right into this year, twenty twenty. Hot story. All right. This comes from the Oregonian. <laughs> Old boy style racism by small town cops leads to six hundred thousand dollar payment to Portland man. So former Westland police chief Terry Timus had his officers work as his personal posse to initiate an unwarranted racially motivated surveillance and arrest of a black Portland man as a favor to the chief's fishing buddy. Yes, you heard it here. What are you bringing to the table? Oh, you you read that out loud because I couldn't I really couldn't figure out like what was going on. But you read it out loud. I cannot get it. Yeah. The, the owner of the tow truck company and the police sheriff or chief 
were friends. Yes. Okay. Fishing, Fishing buddies. buddies. Fishing buddies, yeah. The case had no ties to West Lynn. This case had no ties to West Lynn. So that means this tow company is not in West Lynn. Oh, shit. Nothing. No ties. Oh, shit. The city recently negotiated to pay 600000 to the target of a rogue investigation on Michael Frazier, 48. Westland police also have agreed to a face-to-face meeting with Frazier. The settlement is one of the largest in the state, resulting from a wrongful arrest claim. Feaser's lawyer, Paul Buchanan, said it ends a federal lawsuit that Feaser filed in the summer of 2018. This case vividly illustrates a ready willingness on the part of Westland police to abuse the enormous power they have been given and a casual jocular old style racism of the kind that we Oregonians tend to want to associate with Deep South rather than our own institutions, Buchanan said. Attorney, That's Oregon. Yep. Attorney Andrew Campbell, who represented West Lynn in court, did not respond to a request for comment Monday night. What What could he say? Yeah. What kind of comment? If you were the attorney, Chris, what kind of comment would you have to give? No about your city. No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> the brazen misdeed by Westland police includes making a surreptitious audio recording of Feaser at work without a warrant or court order, arresting him without probable cause with the help of Portland police, and seizing his cash, cell phone, and documents without a search warrant. Court records show. The case file includes a raft of racist and crude text messages between the Westland police and Feaser's boss at the time, aimed at Feaser and others. The Westland detective who led the investigation against Feaser deleted the offensive texts from his phone and claimed they weren't of racist or homophobic nature, but they were found on another phone, according to records. I know he's mad. He's like, who didn't? Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who didn't erase that shit? Yeah. a father of eight who now runs a prison ministry look at he runs a prison ministry Mm -hmm. this is the victim right this is the victim a transitional program to support men getting out of prison this is a do-gooder people yeah he said he took legal action so this doesn't happen to another black man, including his two teenage sons. Mm. Ever since the arrest, I was terrified to go to West Lynn. This has to be exposed and it has to stop, he said. The West Lynn investigation began February 7, February 2017 after Fieser brought, brought concerns of racial harassment by co-workers to his boss at the time, Eric Benson owner of a and b towing i told you these the fishing buddy. i told you these tow companies were scammers <laughs> and that's the fishing that's buddy the fishing yeah. buddy yeah. um and this towing company in southeast portland court records show feaser said other employees called him racist slurs and one asked him how he likes a confederate flag that was fastened to a pickup parked in the tow company's lot. He had worked for the company since 2004, mostly managing its car auctions, selling impounded, abandoned, and other cars. He was, it was his job to record the amount of sales, receive deposits and payments from bidders and handle cash transactions. So this obviously is a guy that they felt was trustworthy to be handling, you know, funds and everything Mm -hmm. else. So this is Mm -hmm. not a guy that is kind of shady. He's, up and up citizen, mm-hmm. good employee since 2004. Right. Right. 
after Fieser complained about a hostile workplace, Benson went to Timus, his friend in West Lynn, who he had joined on four or five fishing trips. Benson convinced the police chief to investigate unsupported allegations that Fieser was skimming proceeds from the car auctions, according to court records. Benson said he believed his company should have been earning more from the auctions and that Portland police wouldn't respond to his concerns. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy thought that he wasn't earning what he should from the auctions, so assumed it was because... The, the because the dude is Pfizer, what's his last Pfizer, name? Pfizer was taking the money, money off the top. Right. And he's tried many times to contact, I guess many times, I don't know how many times, to contact the Portland police and they're not taking his concerns. Because they're like, no, dude, this isn't uh, this is an no art crime. There's nothing yeah. happening here. If you want to investigate whether yeah. an employee is stealing from like, you, do an audit, by all means find do out. that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we ain't gonna be doing some surveillance right. of your business for that. Right. I mean, that what what is that? That's not that's not what our police is for. Right. So anyway, um uh so Time has sent a text message to Benson on February 2017 saying his detective was finishing up on sex crimes cases and quote unquote and will have your case ready to go before Saturday. If I hear more, I'll let you know. So now you're investigating something that's out of your jurisdiction. Right? Yeah. Westland over here, Portland over yeah. here. Yeah. Now you're investigating a crime that is taking supposedly taking place. So in Portland. he got his fishing buddy to use his the Westland Police Department to try to open an investigation for something that was important. Yes. You can't do that. Yes. Uh, in February 2017, the West Lynn police conducted surveillance of Fieser at his job. Police that day relied on an associate of Benson's to record Fieser at work using an audio app called Swanview. Benson also watched a live feed from, so remember, Benson is the towing company uh, owner, also watched a live feed from company video surveillance cameras, according to evidence obtained during the litigation. Benson provided real-time updates to Westland Detective Tony Reeves' um, text messages show. Um, As surveillance went on, Benson and Reeves exchanged sexually explicit and homophobic banter, referencing themselves and the police chief, and made racist comments about Fieser, their text messages revealed. At one point, Benson told Reeves that he regretted Feaser's arrest wasn't going to happen in Clackamas County because he had hoped, quote unquote, make sure he was with some real racist boys. What? Benson added, dreams can what? never come true, I guess. And following up writing, oh, did I say that? Question mark. I'm a bad person. I have some anger issues going on with him right now. At another point, Benson sent Reeves a photo of his dog. Reeves message, hope Fieser doesn't get her in the lawsuit. Benson wrote back, ha ha, she's not a fan of that type of folk. She is a WL, West Lynn dog. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, West Lynn is known for being white. Oh. Although Reeves later admitted that um, officers hadn't found any signs of wrongdoing by Fieser during the surveillance, he told another Westland officer, along with five Portland officers, to stop Fieser as he headed home from work that day about 5 p.m. My games, my rules, Reeves wrote 
to the tow company's owner before the police moved in. Reeves continued to, in text to Benson, it's better that we arrest him before he makes the complaint of racial of race discrimination. Oh, so get him arrested, then his credibility will be shot. Then it can't yeah. be retaliation. Right, exactly. Fieser recalled seeing lights and sirens behind him, and so he pulled over at Southeast 106th and Foster. I'm thinking they're going to go by, he recalled in an interview with the Oregonian. But multiple police cruisers surrounded his black Range Rover. A Portland sergeant told him that the Portland officers were just there to help West Lynn police. West Lynn? Question mark. It was to, it has to be a mistake, Fieser said he, he thought. I know I haven't done anything wrong. I'm terrified. I'm scared. Westland police ordered Fieser out of his SUV. They took his phone, cash, and a letter Fieser had written to his boss documenting the alleged racial discrimination he faced at work. They took him to Portland's East Precinct where Westland officers questioned him. Reeves asked for a passcode to Fieser's cell phone, but Fieser didn't disclose it. Reeves said in his deposition later that he sought the passcode in case I was able to obtain a search warrant to search his phone. Fieser was then taken to the downtown jail. That's not how it works. Right. You get the search warrant first. <laughs> Isn't that police work 101? <laughs> because if he would have given the passcode, then he wouldn't need the search warrant. Because if I say, oh, yeah, here you go. And how are you going to get a search warrant from a, for a crime that's in Portland and you in West Lynn? Right. <laughs> Wouldn't the judge be like, hey. Well, uh, unless the judge is your fishing buddy, too. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, bottom of it, was taken to downtown jail in Portland, booked on aggravated theft allegations, and released. Remember, they found nothing in any surveillance. What? But they still charged him with uh, aggravated theft. But that would have had to been Portland police that arrested him to take him to downtown. No, remember, they were there to to support West Lynn. I don't, West Lynn doesn't have a jail. Oh, so they're saying we got this guy, but the towing company's <laughs> not even in West Lynn. So I, how could that, that, that wow. this is where we get into the crux of the story. Man. That night, Reeves had notified Benson that Westland police had found a letter in Fieser's car, quote unquote, about the workplace and discrimination. And Benson alerted his fishing buddy, according to text messages obtained by Fieser's lawyer. Benson texted Chief Timus at 626 that day asking, can I get extra patrols for a bit at my house? Yep. Send me your address, Timus responded. I'll handle it. About two days later, Westland police called Fieser, who had gotten a new phone with the same number, and told him to come uh, to their department to, tr to retrieve his belongings. Afraid to go on his own, Fieser waited for his wife to drive him uh, there. Once he arrived, Reeves told Fieser that he was fired from his Now, Reeves, the police chief, what? or the detective, told Fieser that he was fired from his job and ordered him to not return to A&B towing property. Quote unquote, how do police fire me for my job? Fieser said he thought before he left. Reeves told Fieser, Stradley says hi. That was a reference. So Stradley, that was a reference to the then Westland police lieutenant, Mike Stradley, a retired veteran Portland police officer who used to work on the gang enforcement team. Stradley had told Reeves that Fieser was a gang associate. 
there you Stradley go. There was you the go. one who helped get Portland gang enforcement officers to assist in Feaser's arrest. What the Stradley, fuck? though, admitted in disposition that he hadn't had any interactions with Feaser for more than two decades. He acknowledged that his characterization was based partly on who he remembered Feaser was hanging out with in the late 80s and 90s, and that he saw Feaser attend gang-related trials. Feaser, who grew up in North and Northeast Portland, had been convicted in 2001 of using his cell phone in the commission of a drug trafficking offense and sentenced to four years in prison. Drug trafficking, meaning... Using his phone. Text to get a... Uh, bag of weed or something (laughs) probably (laughs) he had also had no conviction since that afternoon after feaser went with his wife to westland apartment feaser attended his multnomah county arraignment learned prosecutors had declined to file the uh, theft charge the case was dismissed though it could be retrieved in the future months went by feaser checked daily with the court to see if there was a charge had been filed in september 2017 he filed a suit in multnomah county court against benson and the a and b towing alleging racial discrimination and retaliation uh the lawsuit led benson to press west lynn police about feaser's theft charge court records show west lynn police in turn asked the multnomah county district attorney's office to revive the case what? And pulling a Jesse Smollett. <laughs> In November 2017, based largely on grand jury testimony by Reeves and Benson and statements from two witnesses who Westland police described as shady and dirty, um, Feaser was indicted on five counts of first degree theft. What? At Feaser's lawsuit against a tow company was, oh, as Feaser's lawsuit against a tow company was pending, lawyers for Feaser's ex-boss offered to have the criminal charges against Feaser dismissed if Feaser dropped the civil suit, Buchanan said. Nearly a year and a half after Feaser's arrest, his lawyers finally received the damning text messages between Benson and the tow company owner, owner and Reeves, the Westland detective. They came through an exchange of evidence in Feaser's suit against A and B towing. Um, so only after he, he received the text messages did he understand that racism, cronyism, and impropriety of the officer's conduct and motivation. Feaser's lawyer wrote to a court, wrote in court documents, quote unquote, and only after he received the text were all criminal charges precipitously dropped. In March 2018, Benson and A&B Towing agreed to pay Feaser $415,000 in damages, wages and attorney fees to settle his dr- discrimination suit. The settlement included a clause that Feaser wouldn't bring any further legal action against the company or its agent. As his federal civil case then progressed against West Lynn police, the department's lawyers urged the court to dismiss the case, arguing West Lynn officers were acting as agents of the tow company and therefore couldn't be sued based on the state's settlement. Can you believe that? Yeah. Now, now they're trying to say, uh, throw him under the bus yeah. and say, hey, he wasn't working for us at the time. He's, right. you know, yeah. a security, I guess, for, Yeah. This assertion is virtually an admission of misconduct, Buchanan said. Feaser's lawyer responded last month. Defendants were not seeking to engage in legitimate law enforcement. Rather, the officers were acting based on a striking and alarming personal 
malice, racism, and desire to protect a good old boy from the Westland community. So it goes on and on, just a little bit more going on and on about just, you know, how uh, the store, how it all started coming out. Yeah. And only because of his suit, his civil suit, was he able to then tie in what the police had right, if he wouldn't in. have filed the civil suit, they couldn't have got access to the text messages. Right. Because, I mean, basically he was claiming racism in the workplace, so they were able to subpoena the, the right. phone record. Right, Had so, they not done that, right. his, his ass hey, could we, be yeah. indicted and in, in, serving time yeah, for right. a crime he didn't commit. Right. So um, to scroll down to the end, so we go to Timus, who is the police chief, Westland police chief, retired in October 17 amid allegations that he drove drunk while off duty. <laughs> he received more than 123000 in a separate agree- separation agreement. Stradley, so they paid him to retire? Yeah. Yeah. No charges, no nothing. Not, nothing. And yet here we're looking at Jesse Smollett for lying yeah. to police. And you can lie as a He's police officer. Driving drunk, Use that. Lying, using his abuse of power. He's on the wrong side of the law. He is. <laughs> he is. Stradley. He's the one that was claiming, hey, I yeah, the know, poor, poor, yeah, Portland police resigned did. as a Westland lieutenant in uh, January 2018 and started working the next day as a police trainer at the state's basic police academy How for the, the Department hell? of Public Safety Standards and Training, where he is a supervisor. Oh, I can't. I can't. The wrong side. <laughs> You're on the right side. They'll pay you to go away. Right. Wow. And now he and we talk about the 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 historical racism in police, you know, in police forces. Uh, yeah. He's over there teaching new recruits. Yeah. What is he teaching? Like, hello. Hopefully not ethics. He's probably the ethics person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? And then it's like. This is like evidence. Like people have been saying it for years. Hey, these police—they're doing some shady stuff. Yeah. Oh no, one police officer. Oh, just because one does it doesn't we mean they the all do it. Chi- we yeah. got the police chief. Yeah, the Fucking chief. No. Not just one rogue officer. Yeah, the chief. Yeah, who is then influencing a different police well, that's department? That's the problem with settlements, right? Is nobody, nobody's guilty. Yeah, that the police chief gets to retire, gets paid to retire. This dude goes and now teaches at the academy. Nothing, you know, just continues. Yeah. And you're collecting and, your purse. And, and, and there's no, mm-hmm. like, the, the Westland Police Department doesn't have to say we did anything wrong. Right. Like. And I will And it gets you. paid through, like, some risk management insurance yeah. that they pay, right? Yes, so, the city. It's a, so, the taxpayer should be yeah. outraged. Yeah, exactly. Because your tax dollars are going to... You know, right to the misconducts of these, to the corruption right. of your and police. How force. much would six hundred thousand do to the community? Exactly. Yeah, you could use it for all kinds of good right. stuff. But yeah. now we got to give it to somebody because you stupid idiots. Which he deserves it. Yeah, I of mean, course, one hundred percent. Of he course, deserves it. of course. Because now, I mean, he's traumatized. Right. Not to mention, like, what type of other retaliation? Not happen. to mention, how many faith? times does he get followed? Right. Yeah. The faith in the system one destroyed. Yeah. I have no faith in the system there. At like he's, you know, anytime he's shady a here in Portland, police officer now, gets behind him, he's probably like, oh, shaking in his boots. Yeah. You don't know. Mm. You don't know what's going to happen. It's true. Uh, Wesley. <laughs> that's like how, how many minutes away from here? 20. 
20 minutes away from here. That That is creeping real close. Remember we talked about that racism in City Hall over here in Newburgh? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then there was another one, but that was further away. But it just keeps. Yeah. It don't mean that it ain't going on here. That's just like the, you know, oh, the what did it say in the article that Oregonians think happened in the South? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like one of the. Yeah. But like like they said, but it's in (laughs) proof evidence. It's not like, oh, you people of color, you all, you know, you all making stuff up. Yeah. We yeah, ain't making it crap here up. Too. We got a his- yeah. history of racism in Oregon. This shit ain't in my yeah. imagination. Exactly. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're going to have to take another break and now come back with a story. All right. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right. We're back to what are you bringing to the table? All right. I'm coming in with my first story. It's not going to be as long as yours. Coming in. That was, hot. yeah. That, hot. that was, what was it? I mean, it was a good story. Yeah. It was, it was needed to be talked about. Mm hmm. Um, my story is from, uh, north of the, uh, river over in the coop. <laughs> oh, um, actually at the coop Camus actually. So, um, you know, I think there was a lot of people that did something similar to this lady and she's just one of them that got caught and suffered the consequence. So this is from the Colombian, uh, Camus high school principal resigns after oh, social media yeah. backlash. Yeah. Comments made regarding Kobe Bryant's death drew national attention. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, embattled Camus High School principal Lisa Sajor... Sajor... whatever. Sajor... I don't know. We're not... S-E-J-K-O-R-A. What is that? I do things by phonics. Spell it like you say it. Um has resigned following backlash to social media posts she made about former basketball star Kobe Bryant's death. The school district announced that Lisa, I'll call her Lisa, mm-hmm. um, Lisa, who had been principal since 2017, submitted her resignation on Friday. District staff will form a transition plan and share it with families in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Um, I am working with Camus High leadership to resign, resign my position as principal of Camus High School Lisa said in a district news release, students and staff deserve to have a learning environment free of disruptions. The former Los Angeles Lakers shooting guard um, was among nine people, including his 13-year-old daughter, who died on January 26th in a helicopter crash. Lisa wrote, "Um, not going to lie, seems to me that karma caught up with a rapist today. Mm. Lisa later apologized, but the fallout from her comments was widespread. Camus police were assigned to provide security on campus after the district received death threats and other disturbing messages, and hundreds of students walked out of school in opposition to Lisa's comments. I have accepted a doctor whatever resignation as a principal of Camus High School. Losing a principal during the school year is is in this way obviously very difficult, said Superintendent Jeff Snell. Um, I ask that you rally around Camus High. Our students and staff did not ask to be put in this situation. They deserve a space to move forward. <laughs> um, I will bet you a hundred bucks she's a Trump fan. Oh, I mean, it is Camus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She she's willing to be with that rapist and that sex offender. Right. But she's, she got a problem with Kobe Bryant. She's probably not, though. I've seen a lot of uh, liberals on uh Twitter uh-huh. has something to say. That's about true. Kobe no, too. that is true. That you is know, true. So. Um, actually, oh, Gail King. 
She, yeah. I, well, she asked a question, which I found. Right, I heard it was taken I'm out like, of context. Uh, yeah, but I, I, to what yeah. under what context? How come you weren't bringing that up when he was alive? Right. Why after he's and why uh, you why hang out with Harvey Weinstein? And it's not like this. The person <laughs> that she was um, interviewing made allegations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would you even bring it up? Right. With her. Exactly. What 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 were you trying to achieve? Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. So I don't get it. Was she? She asked a question to somebody where it was out of context. Yeah. Like if you were talking to the victim of who said, hey, he did these things. Mm-hmm. I could see then you bring that question up. Like, what do you think about the depth? But right. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Boo. And I mean, we kind of talked about it yeah. after, you know, after he died was these, he these... was never convicted. He was, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he said, she said, yeah. she, they settled. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm not saying nothing happened. I'm not saying something right. did. I, I just don't know. Right. But yeah. I can't, we cannot be going around accusing people. Yeah. That, that had Twitter on fire for a little oh, while. Oh yeah. A lot of people were, you know, saying basically, you know, he's a rapist. Why are we, you right. know? So, so my thing is though, is like, um, I feel like it's, it's important to bring up this his complicated legacy mm-hmm. because the case is what kind of made him mature as the person that right. everybody right. loved. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So right. like, because before a while, I, I mentioned this on uh, one of my um, one of my shows. I forgot uh, well which one, but uh, I mentioned it um, before the case. If you talk about Kobe Bryant, he was selfish. He was young, mm-hmm. crass, mm-hmm. ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just was a he just was a piece of work, right? You know, cocky, selfish. Which, but think Which, about it. He was eight, 18, 19 years old when he went into the league, like yeah. straight out so, of high school. You know, what I'm saying his so. brain's not even fully developed <laughs> at that point. And not of to mention yeah. an ass what he was offered. And like, yeah. we'll give you whatever the hell yeah, you want. Yeah. Multi millionaire at eighteen years, and old. I'm sure there were you ladies know? out there that were like, "Hey, whatever, <laughs> right? do what you." want no yeah. safe word around here yeah. yeah so so the case like humbled him slowed yeah. him down yeah like right. like i can't because he almost lost his wife yeah. right you know you know almost lost everything yeah. right so i feel like that's what that's why he was given so much energy into like his daughters his family mm-hmm. right because i feel like he wanted that that, that was going to be his redemption story right. right yeah you know yeah right like his daughter that he was that he was training to be the best player ever. Mm-hmm. I think. I think we, the world got robbed of right. of her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think she was going to be phenomenal. You right. know, She was already phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that his daughter's going to be his legacy. Right. You know, and for people to kind of like just call him a rapist. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I yeah. mean, I mean, okay, allegedly whatever happened happened, but to but to make him sound like he was like a predator. Yeah, right. like fucking like, like it was Bundy, Harvey, right? Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. Yeah, you know right. Saying? Like, you know? hello. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, you right. made a mistake. You never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. He he went on to become a phenomenal teammate. Right. Yeah. You know, a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like the world was robbed of like. I was waiting for him to like uh, become a play-by-play announcer. Yeah, that'd have been real beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to see him to see his mm-hmm. his eyes on the game and him explaining to you. But yeah, so her comments were out of line. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I think you're right. There was a lot of there's a lot of liberal white women that you know that jumped on that. You know, he yeah. was a rapist bandwagon. I mean, there's somebody on on my own on my you know my friends list. You know, I will never respect it. It's like what? Yeah. yeah, like 
Yeah. Slow your roll. Cause kind of what you're saying is like, I mean, we go back to the major 11 thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People can change. Yeah. People can do things mm-hmm. that maybe they weren't regret. proud of. Yeah. They regret. Mm-hmm. They, they can pay their dues and learn their lesson. And it's, uh, and it seems like, I mean, I didn't follow much of Kobe's, you know, other than just, you know, I had to Kobe Bryant, but obviously he did something yeah. with himself mm-hmm. to work on himself to, like you said, we don't know if he ra- it was rape or not. We don't know what happened, but whatever he did to change himself, to move forward, mm-hmm. to become mm-hmm. the person who he was. Right. To die way too early, right? Yeah, and I f- there was one, um, there was one lady who who made a Facebook post, kind of like crass, and then she had made a post responding that her response was unfair, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not uh, her being a white woman. She needs to sit back and let people grieve because yeah. right now it's like you right. know it, it, it's it, it's like a culture thing you know yeah. what I'm saying the black yeah. community lost somebody mm-hmm. I mean the world lost somebody important but mm-hmm. I mean but. Like right. this was like huge. There were like there were black men on TV crying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Saying? Like 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 we're never shown in that kind of vulnerability, right. you mm-hmm. know. So so uh, I think her her response is probably the best one I seen. Just kind of like everybody slow down, you know. what I'm saying yeah. I made a mistake by saying something that was kind of out of my turn. Right. We need to understand what mm-hmm. the black community is feeling right now. Mm-hmm. I empathize with um, you know what I'm saying with sexual. Uh, with victims of sexual assault, mm-hmm, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yes, it, you know, if you really think that this guy's a rapist, it probably does mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. to see his image plastered everywhere. Right. But at the same time, being a white person, you know, it's we got to slow down and not be so quick to just dismiss, right. you know, certain legacies. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially over allegations. Because we right. do it in the white community all the time, right? They do mm-hmm. in the white community all the time in terms of someone that it's done something. I mean, and look at they, our holidays. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like we still celebrate those, whether you you know yeah. whether you agree with it or not, you still celebrate it. You know, like you're not trying to get monuments taken down. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So, so yeah. So. Yeah. It was. It's it's tough, but yeah. It was. It was a. It was a hot thing for a hot was, minute. Yeah, it was hot. Well, we were just kind of waiting for somebody to say something. Twitter was and, on fire. You know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm surprised that her. That 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 like she well there was another lady who got called uh, or who got who got um she had, she had re- she had retweeted uh kind of not satirical but like she retweeted an article that was kind of like fudgy you know yeah like, yeah, kind of yeah. Based. yeah 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 and she was like an editor of the New York Times or something like mm-hmm. that. And she got in trouble because when she retweeted it, it has like a confidential email address in it. Oh. Not New York Times, Washington yeah. Post, one of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and she she got backlash because. Yeah, like okay, now you repost this, right? Yeah. Like hours after we just find out that him, right. and his daughter, and like nine other people died, or yeah. seven people died. Yeah, right? you know, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't you, let the kids, the yeah. you know, his own kids grieve their dad. Now you just kind of, and that, that's why I'm like, I don't feel sorry for Gail King. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't feel sorry. Yeah, she she should know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I should feel know like better. Our era of like. Providing information, sometimes you gotta like use your use your heart. Right? Yeah, right. Heart. Wait, where's the empathy? Like, yeah, have use some fucking empathy. Give some time so yeah. the people can grieve, the daughters can grieve, the wife can grieve. Exactly. Now they got all this thrown all in their faces, mm-hmm. and his daughter. Can you imagine, like, if the if the daughter kind of heard so now she's grown enough to yeah. be able to Google yeah. and find yeah. out yeah. more. Yeah, and, you know. it, that's it's just terrible. Yeah, terrible. 
and I can come back to the same thing. But Trump's forgiven, right? Exactly. You know? Oh, I mean, how that's many locker, allegations? That's locker room talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what we talk about in the locker rooms: grabbing yeah. women by the, you know, forcing myself on. You know, it's like uh, that was crazy. Yeah. That 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 was like audio. Yeah, yeah, and, that's right. And he's, 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 these are right alleged right allegations. He's, he's literally all the shit he's done from the grabbing the pussy comment to the mocking the disabled guy the, in a rally. Stormy Daniels. To, I could uh, walk out on giving her secret uh, Paint Avenue and kill somebody right now and still get elected. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. And you got yeah. white women just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, some of them hate them. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> I think they enough, elected him. I, I, I think enough hated him, but just our system of like the electrical college is what got it. True. You know what I'm saying? And, well, on top of and the a little Madrid, help from yeah, the hacking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was I mean, I, I guess I can't let him. I don't let him off that well because right. there was a majority of white. Women oh yeah. That voted no. For yeah. Trump. No. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But. Because. They looked past the sexism and the misogyny and the rapists and everything else because they couldn't stand okay Obama. with the racism. Yeah, they're okay they with couldn't the racism. stand Obama. They could they're not racist, stand the fact and they're okay with that racism. people of color would be taking over at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's that's the bottom line. Obama yeah. was the ter- the pivotal to say. Oh, oh yeah, no, we, there was we a, aren't in charge anymore. Yeah, there was a whole uh I think it was on NPR I listened to about how the white nationalism started right after Obama was elected. Oh yeah. That's when it got everybody mm-hmm. thinks it was after Trump. <laughs> that shit started that's when they woke when that, yeah, they woke up as soon as Obama won. Yeah. And that's when the whole Tea Party movement started. Yep. And yep. then it's moved into just straight on Nazis fucking yep. Uh, marching Downtown. in Washington the other day with yeah. their white, they're not hoods anymore. Now they're just wearing face masks with police escorts. Yeah, that's just wild. Eh? Yeah, uh, we <laughs> were we were having it here downtown, right? The proud boys, like now we just we yeah, it's just a different style of hood, right? They and, took and, they and took the whole police? rope off. Police, and they, I know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's shit. yeah. So. All right, you got another story? Uh, I always got stories. Right, uh, let's see. Uh, CEO, this comes from, oh, sorry, let me pop it up. I was uh, interested in our conversation here. CNN uh, came out February 7th. A CEO was forced out <laughs> after video showed him calling an Uber driver the N-word. <laughs> A CEO of an Arizona company is no longer at the helm after using a racial slur during a disagreement with an Uber driver. The incident unfolded after Hans Berglund, then CEO of Temp Fertilizer Company, Agroplasma, insisted on sitting in the front seat. Why would you insist why on would sitting you in, the sit front in the front seat in an Uber? I'm already suspicious. Why do you want to sit in the front seat? All right. Next to the driver when he was picked up. What kind of freaking weirdo are you? You're sitting in the insisting, front seat. Insisting. Insisting. Yeah. Not just, oh, sorry, yeah. no, sir. I, you're insisting to you sit next to me. That's uh, suspicious hey. already. That's wild. Randy Clark, an Arizona State University student who's been an Uber driver for four years, asked Berglund instead to sit in the back. Video, uh, video Clark provided to CNN shows Clark 
who has two video cameras in his car, hasn't let lone riders sit next to him since he was groped in 2018 by a drunken client. Mm. Right. Berglund asks again about sitting in the front. Then after being rejected, tells Clark to cancel the ride and says he'll order another one. <laughs> According to the video, Clark agrees, but Berglund curses, slams the door and gets in the back seat. <laughs> All right. I'm pissed off at you. I want a new driver. But then I'm going to get in the back seat. But anyway. I'm going to get in the back. Yeah. 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 Are you effing serious with me? Berglund says the video shows the passenger tells Clark he'll ride in the back and later file a complaint with Uber. Clark then asks Berglund to get out of his car. The video shows. Is this because I'm white? Berglund asks. No, sir. Clark says Berglund responds. No, it's because you're an asshole. Right. Berglund (laughs) responds. You're an effing N word and you're an effing unbelievable. Clark mentions his dash cam when Berglund curses again at Clark before getting out of the car. The video shows as Berglund leaves. Clark says, thank you so much. You, you got it on camera. The video shows. Woohoo. This is a good, this is good. This is perfect. The video begins before the video begins before Clark stops to pick up Berglund and ends after the two part ways as Clark calls Uber to lodge a complaint after the writer. Berglund attorney told CNN the scene captured on video is extremely out of character for uh, him. That's what they always say. Berglund is extremely <laughs> apologetic and embarrassed <laughs> and wants to do everything he can to make this as right as he can. His lawyer said to Clark, the episode just came out of nowhere. He told CNN it was quite shocking. I didn't expect that. Uber officials told CNN that the passenger in the incident no longer has access to the Uber app. Clark Ooh. had never <laughs> kicked him off Uber. <laughs> Clark had never experienced anything banned. like that. He Gotta said, <laughs> and he didn't immediately know how much about this would be passed. He really didn't know immediately much about the would-be passenger. He continued driving for the rideshare company that weekend. He said because he wanted the business. We had the big PGA tournament up in Phoenix, and I didn't want to miss that. But the exchange stayed in Clark's mind, and he decided on Sunday to try and find out about the writer. This man probably does something big in society and employs people of color, Clark recalled thinking. There's just no way somebody with a business should be acting that way. He confirmed Bergman's identity and sent the video to local news media, which reported the story. Uh, Agroplasm is now investigating and has appointed an interim CEO. Uh, in the light of the recent incidences involving Hans, Agroplasm is conducting a thorough investigation of our company's anti-discrimination and equal employment opportunity practices, culture, and policies. Uh, it reads, we are a small business that prides itself on providing equal opportunities to all employees and candidates. Yeah, yeah, and we firmly believe Pat Mr. Answer. We don't Berglund's think it's right. actions are not yeah. reflective of who we're, we're we are. As a company. This is who we are. Right. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so Berglund <laughs> apologized earlier this week in a statement to CNN affiliate, saying, "I deeply regret and apologize for the hurtful and derogatory language I used during the altercation with Mr. Clark. I firmly believe that there's no excuse for the use of racial slurs under any circumstances." How can you firmly believe, mm-hmm. and yet you're doing it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. 
Because he just got caught. He just got caught. That's right. That's all I guess. Under it, so that you shouldn't use racial slurs under any circumstances. So I will not offer any. It is my sincere hope that Mr. Clark hears and accepts my apology and believes me when I say it is honest and heartfelt. See, that's this is where I call bullshit. Because if you're not comfortable with that word, it wouldn't just come out when you're angry. Right. 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 That means he's comfortable using that oh, word. Yeah. He's used it in other contexts. Yeah. He's used it in other places. Right. Probably at home. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Driving like, the car. You get whatever. mad. It doesn't just come out. Yeah. Because you're not comfortable using it. Right. Yeah. You know, even when you're mad and your lips flipped. Yeah. Your vernacular is probably going to be similar to whatever your vernacular is in, right. in your day to day life. Right. Right. So other than with a couple F's in right, there yeah. and, you know, fucking asshole, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But he's comfortable with that word. He's comfortable with racism. So, of course, he's going to say, I don't know of where course. it came from. And yeah, because he lost his job. Yeah, he's trying exactly. to get his because job. Because your ass back. got shot. Right. And who's going to want to hire you? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Jesus. Give me a break. Ay, ay, ay. It's <sighs> real, people. Racism is real. Yep. Now you can't even drive an Uber. <laughs> it's hot in the pod craft room. <laughs> Damn. We light it up yeah, up in for here. real. Sizzling. Um, well, I got an interesting story, but I think we should take a break because it might go past the time that we have left on All this. Right. Because it's a it's a doozy. It's a doozy. All it's right. just interesting. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> All right, we are back to what are you bringing to the table? We're back. I'm going to finish up my stories here. Chris did have to leave us. Yes. Uh, we we want like to thank say him. Thanks again, Chris, yep. for coming to the podcraft room and sharing a story with us and your perspective, his opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. I'm glad. Very I, much I'm, so. I'm definitely glad I met him. So he's hip hop social worker. Hip hop social worker. Hip hop social worker dot com. Hip hop social worker podcast on all the podcast platforms, uh, social media. And he's, his podcast brings in the perspective of a so, like yeah, it's, it's about social work basically. Yeah. It's about different aspects of social work and yeah, um, yeah all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, if you go back a few episodes, I was a guest on his uh, podcast oh, a little okay. while ago, All so right. you can do a little hear play. that episode. Um, maybe I'll find it and put it on our page and say, "Oh, that'd be cool." Listeners, listen to that one. Um, but definitely glad that his and I's paths crossed with uh, Portland Public Schools. He's a good guy. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna come in with the last story, which. I just this is a weird one. Okay, but I it's, mean it's not weird like. It's just like, well, first off, why would you do this? And I, it's not surprising it happened ended the way it did. So, so for you to say it's weird, that says a lot. I'm. I mean, very, it, it, I'm very. You piqued my interest. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna just get into it. Yeah. This is from uh, Jezebel.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, it, and it's weird. Okay. And you know, Jezebel is a feminist website. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Um, uh, I guess they call it a supposedly feminist website. Um, so this is uh, from early or late January. Actually, this story came out. Canadian murderer encouraged to visit sex workers by parole officer kills sex worker. Canadian murderer. Murderer. Encouraged to visit sex workers by parole officer kills sex worker. 
Why would the that's why I'm saying here? Why would you even encourage? Why would you even tell anybody behavior to do that? I'm yeah. assuming it's illegal. I appreciate candidates illegal sex work. Yeah, that uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so uh, Astachio Galice, a Canadian man who was convicted of murder in 2004 for beating his wife to death with a hammer, oh, was living in a halfway house when he killed 22-year-old Marilyn Levesky on January 22nd. According to Montreal Gazette, visiting sex workers was approved part of Galiza's parole board of Canada's approved social reinsertion plan when he killed Levesque. In 2006, Galice, or Galice, I don't know how I pronounce, they pronounce it, uh, was sentenced to life in prison after beating his wife to death with a hammer and stabbing her body. In 2007, the parole board labeled Galice as a high risk of violence, but later lo lowered the risk to moderate. In 2016, he was granted supervised release and sent to a halfway house in March of 2019. In September, he was granted a further six months of day, six months of day parole, and a summary of the board's evaluation reveals that Galicia's parole officer had approved visits to sex workers as a part of efforts to rehabilitate the convicted murderer. Although what? you are still single and you say you aren't ready to enter into a serious relationship with a woman, you are able to efficiently evaluate your needs and expectations towards women, the summary read. During the hearing, the parole officers underlined a strategy that was developed with the goal that he would allow him to meet women in order to address your sexual needs. Ah, uh okay, keep going, because <laughs> I got Sources lots. tell the Gazette that Glisse had been banned from the massage parlor where Levesque worked after being violent with several employees and Levesque had agreed to meet Galice at a hotel where he killed her. Galice had also been convicted of a con conjugal violence in 1997. Following a call from Quebec Justice Minister Sonia LaBelle for parole, the parole board to look into how it happened that a murderer twice convicted of violence against women would come to be encouraged to be alone near women who was who most likely not informed that he was a murderer. Right. And she was a part and she was a part of his rehabilitation right. process. The board has launched an investigation into whether or not parole officers had been properly trained to evaluate the risk of Glee's posed to every single woman he encountered. Properly? What was that? Whether he um, was properly? Whether he was properly um, investigated, whether the parole officers had been properly trained to evaluate the risk Glee's posed to every single woman he encountered. Okay, so there's already red flags for me. It's like I'm hearing the massage parlor said you can't come back here because because he was got violent. violent. He got violent with some of the women. Yeah. So I'm assuming they had to call the police on that. Mm -hmm. I'm just assuming, or, or maybe, maybe, not, they, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. after so all of this was maybe dead, undercover. They, you know, they. Because she did agree to meet him at a hotel. Right. So, so maybe the massage parlor was like, hey, we can't they call found the police. Out who she was. Right. Because they're probably got, well, we're not going to, because we're doing. Right. I mean, so probably, we just say you can't come back. Yeah. Right. Okay. But in what world would any person 
parole officer or otherwise put their their reputation at risk by saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe what you should do is just go sleep with sex workers <laughs> because well, you can't do relationships. Like what? So that tells you that tells me they are sex workers are, are worthy human uh, beings. They're just a mattress. Just go. Go, go yeah. with them. You're just a mattress. If anything happens, they're not re- they're not full human. Right. So right. you know, they're just sex workers. Right. They would know how to handle whatever fetish you have. Yeah. I, I'm just like, are you kidding me? I'm I'm appalled, yeah. first of all. I'm appalled because one, you think him murdering his wife was what Mm -hmm. a fetish uh i don't know what what you thought him hammering his wife to death was about it's about relationships right he cannot form positive relationships with women right especially when he's telling you i'm not ready for a relationship but i just want to get busy yeah uh so and and that to me is where you say you got to work on relationships if you want to get busy. You, may, you need to learn on like self-pleasure because you probably shouldn't be in a relationship with right. a human, other human being. Or take care of you your issues and go to therapy. better form a relationship with your hand and whatever you need to do, take your right. sexual urges. Since being with when, a person. Since when are they, are anybody in a criminal justice field then encouraging somebody to yeah, why would the you? Law. Why would you write that in? Yeah, why would you? Why would you even write it into a plan? Like, what do you, I'm all for straight space. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm as liberal as they come. But this is the one where I gotta draw the line of no, 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 no. Now, if he was doing it like on his own and right. without the awareness, exactly. obviously nobody yep. knows. Yeah. But you know he's a murderer. Right. And you're saying, go ahead and mm-hmm. do it. But because, not, under, not under the guise mm-hmm. of, let's talk about it in therapy mm-hmm. or let's work mm-hmm. with. If this is supposed to be part of his rehab, you have to have somebody to process, mm-hmm. you know, what took place. How, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody's got to be there to supervise that. Right. It ain't all just, hey, go over there and screw the lady mm-hmm. and then we'll, you're going to get better. Yeah. I, I, that's what I I'm mean, saying. I don't get it. Meet women under, in order to address your sexual needs. That's what I'm saying. Like they're basically saying his sexual needs are more important than the human dignity of a sex worker. <laughs> I, mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. And and what are his sexual needs? We don't know. He right. wants to put a bottle up somebody's rear end. Yeah. I don't know. We don't he know wants to wants hammer to somebody yeah. to death. Yeah. Because that's his need. Yeah. OMG. Is there anything more on that? Is there like um, the family suing the family? You know, there's nothing at this point. I don't know. You know, this was right at the we end of January. Sure that's happened. Some kind so of what's this was like a couple on weeks ago. So yeah, um, I don't know under what what brain cell yeah. that was clicking in that yeah. PO's head that said, "Let's go ahead and make this a goal." Right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. In order to integrate you into this community, let's make this a goal. Um, Go visit sex workers so that you could deal with your sex issues. On the one of the links within the article, um, it doesn't seem like there's much more. It's just, you know, they want answers. Like, how did this happen? How did, you know, uh, 
uh, it does say Sandra Wesley. So this was uh, from Montreal Gazette. Sandra, Sandra Wesley, executive director of sex worker advocacy group, group Stella, was incensed that the Gillies was given his freedom despite the risk. Authorities, uh, she said, knew this man who was considered very dangerous to women was not ready to have sexual relations uh -huh. with women and that he had a history of extreme yeah. violence towards women was allowed to see sex workers without any concern for their safety none in a brief statement blair um who was the and since when is it the job of a po to be yeah. uh addressing his sex issues just like that right that's what i'm saying is like Again, I'm as liberal as they come. I'm all for a strength-based plan, but this is the one where I say, hold up. Yeah. No, he needs to address his sexual deviancy in some serious sex offender therapy. Right. To find out, you know, what what is this? Because this is about power control. This right. isn't about this, sexual right. desires. No. This is about conquering and 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 it's not about sex. It's not about sex. Right. It's not about sexual needs. It's about yeah. power and control. They're just using sex to right. humiliate exactly. and to degrade. Yeah. Um oh M. Yeah. See, I told you it was weird. Oh. I and not you. not weird infuriating. No, but like weird, like what? Yeah. Like who what? <laughs> uh, Scratch that I, record. I, I don't even know what to say. I don't well, know what to say. Why why do we continue to have to say the same thing over again? Right. Women don't, Women we don't matter, own our bodies. Right. We Sex don't work matter. Work. They, people matter. Like, and that's the that's the thing I think that is even more incense incensing yeah. is that there is a message here that whoever decided this plan felt like that that woman or the women that he would go and see weren't worthy. Doesn't right. Matter. Right. Matter. Right. You go work out your issues yeah. on these women because they don't matter anyway. Right. That's what they get. Yeah, you paid kill to do. one. Keep yeah. working on the issue. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. O M G. All right. Well, should we get into some rapid fire? I know you're going to kill me here. Oh my God! You got I, another no, 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 no. story. I you got a what's update? It's a what's update. Oh my because remember God! Of course I said, you do. Because I said I I thought I had two. <laughs> well, I've. Usually we'll say what's update, but this is actually one of, should have been one of your what's updates. Oh, so blame it on me. I was scrolling okay. through the news and okay. I saw, I was like, oh, this is a what's update from Tori's story. Okay. I'll just do it real quick. Though. Okay. So remember those ladies that you said were charged for leaving bottled water out there? They were part of some oh, yeah. humanitarian yeah, 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 yeah. and they were convicted. Yes. Of uh, breaking yes. the federal law. Yes. Blue, blue, blue. So the what's update comes from CNN, came out. Um, February 6th of this year. So those uh, volunteers were found guilty for breaking the federal law mm -hmm. for leaving water out there for uh, undocumented right. migrants. Now a federal judge has overturned their convictions. Well, all right. So, and okay. the story goes with, you know, obviously why they, right. you know, that it was humanitarian right, work, right. bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop. So Good. overturned. Well, and it probably had something to do with the other dude that, was actually acquitted. Right. So that federal judge Good. is like, look, there's precedence here right. to say that this is not a crime. Right. And da, da, da. Well, good. Okay. Yeah. I, so I'll that, accept that. What's update. Right. Um, so that came from CNN. If you want to, if right. our listeners want to want look to at read it, read more about it. Right. Um, 
All right. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. What you got? What's your first um, story on the rapid fuego? Let me uh, get... Uh, <laughs> Let me get from Anonymous. Okay. Anonymous from San Diego Anonymous. has been pushing 30. Anonymous. 40. Jason, you have some competition. 40 stories. I'm just saying, you got some competition. I know yeah. you've been doing a good job. You've been feeding me stories, but Anonymous is really is taking you to task. So <laughs> killing it. All right. Just saying. So this one. Uh, eight-year-old reported missing after school turns over wrong boy to child welfare worker. I'm sorry, come again? <laughs> eight-year-old boy reported missing after school turns over wrong boy to child welfare worker. <laughs> Where's the crickets? Uh-huh. Oh, crickets. <laughs> okay, I can only think maybe there's two boys with the same name however once the wrong boy was given over to the custody of the child welfare worker i would have hoped that they did some sort of like comparison like oh date of birth um your mom is tina oh no my i, I mean like, i'm hoping that this school because usually elementary schools, they know all the kids. You I mean, know what depends. I'm saying? It depends how big a school it is. Uh, here, let's, okay, here. Let's okay? just say it's like a local uh, elementary. They, uh, yes, local em yeah. elementary here. They knew my kid. They knew a little bit about, the, mm -hmm. you know, Is our family. Kind of, kind of private school? No, but this oh. was before he went oh. to the private school. <laughs> this was the, bi the yeah. big local, like local elementary local school. neighborhood. They elementary. knew all the kids. Yeah. They knew the families. Now, unless this was a new kid, then I could see like, oh, which, or maybe, I mean, I'm just thinking maybe DHS came in first time and said, hey, I'm looking for, and like you said, maybe kids with right, like, um, yeah. I need Johnny Smith. And we're here and they we got two Johnny up. Smiths. Which one do you and, want? Uh, I don't know. Johnny. Yeah. That's, that's I, my I thing is like it. at some point, somebody's got to say, well, which Johnny says, well, Smith because we got need? two what or date three. Of birth. They can't have the same date of birth. Right. They can't have the same parent name. And then they go get Johnny Smith and DHS is like, uh, that's not the Johnny Smith I'm looking for. But they took him though. <laughs> That'll do. That <laughs> That'll do. Get on in the car. And then they find the real Johnny Smith is missing. Oh, shit. Somebody's going to. What state was that in? Florida. Did I say? <laughs> no, did I, didn't. Did, no, it doesn't didn't say. say. It doesn't say? Uh, when a family member came to pick up a second grade boy from, oh, D.C. school. Oh. The boy could not be found. It turned out that the school had mistakenly turned over the wrong given boy. Given him. So the child will come to get him from school <laughs> and they had given him the child welfare. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Mm -mm. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. This uh, one uh, comes from Jason. Um, virtuoso mourns beloved 150 pound, like pound as uh -huh. in like England, LB England. Oh, you know? okay. Money. So money. Yeah. So 150 pounds in us dollars is, I think, um, I think there's pound is worth more than a dollar now. So oh, 
don't know. Anyway, I so know. we'll just say 150,000 pound, maybe not dollars, but whatever. Um, 150,000 pound <laughs> piano smashed by movers. Oh. Angela dang. Hewitt's unique F278 Fazioli was destroyed in an attempt to lift it onto a trolley. Uh, well, I guess the company has insurance. <laughs> you know, that's, it's a thing, people. Here we got children locked in cages, people dying of starvation. The, the only thing that came up with me is like a uh, uh, in my head was uh, cartoons. Yeah, you know, like, oh, like, remember, uh, like Road Bugs Runner, Bunny, Road and, Runner, and yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a thing. It's insured. You're going to get money. You, yes. You know, maybe you, the you feel like it's irreplaceable, but yeah. Yeah. We we got bigger fish to fry yeah. here. Kids in cages, people. Yeah. Kids in cages. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Anonymous. Anonymous. Hibachi grill explodes at woman's birthday dinner, sets her on fire. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Blow that candle out. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> On your birthday. How oh. would you rather? That's a how would you rather? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go that way. You um, would, I mean, it was like we're real fast. Like, you know, you're hibachin it at and then boom, and you're. I feel lit. like, no, I feel like you're going to get burnt. You're going to die in the burn unit. You know, you don't die unless your whole body explodes. I don't know. I don't know how long it took to turn her off. I don't know. Do we know if she died? I didn't say she died. Uh, We're assuming. Oh, snack. The girl was 26. It just, I mean, I'm just reading the little snippets that come oh. with it. So second degree, degree burns at a hibachi. Okay. It was at a hibachi restaurant. So she get she going to get paid. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh she going to get real paid. Yeah. yeah. Both she and the chef caught on fire. Wow. Yeah, she getting paid. She getting big time paid. Yeah. You know, although the hair doesn't grow back, you can't uh, use the cash for well, cosmetic something because scar tissue. Like, that's and, tough. Yeah. Yeah. All the money you're going to get is going to go into cosmetic surgery. Yep. So. She's probably going to get paid a lot. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For All sure. right. Um, Nanny Cam at Phoenix Home catches federal agents smelling girls' underwear. What? Yeah. You want to talk about pedophilia? Yeah. I actually read the story because I was thinking about bringing it. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So was he working like that no. one police officer so that was, it took uh, his camera? He was a home that was for sale. And he was in the baby's the, room, the girl's room. And um, he was smelling girls' dirty underwear in her bedroom. Yep. And then he notices the camera. the camera and mouse. You can see him mouth. God damn it. So he got caught and found and saw that he got caught. Did they raid his computer? Did they? Um, That was the thing is that they, let's see, after hearing the allegations, uh, he got fired from the federal marshals. Um, I guess it's not an offense. Like there is no criminal yeah. offense that he committed, right. but dude, that wife, okay, you. you're married to that fool. Mm -hmm. What I'd be like, what the fuck? 
uh, I'm snatching that computer. I'm looking. Mm -hmm. I'm snooping. I'm making sure that my kids are safe. Well, he I'm... threw out his computer. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. And his Gmail account had a video of girls doing gymnastics and an email from him to himself. So he sent himself. Uh, he did get he did get uh, charged with two counts of trespassing. I mean, that's about with, with sexual motivation. But I mean, that's not that's like that. What I mean, is misdemeanor? It's a felony, what? but pled he pled to a misdemeanor. Yeah. But that tells you right there. That's somebody who's. Uh, yeah. Like you need to dig into this guy. Yeah. Like, you need to find. Cause yeah. There's there's there's, uh, there's more. There's things. more than that. Yeah. There's more things. Than yeah. That. Yeah. And he's a trusted was a person. trusted federal employee for 24 years. Oh, I bet you they're going down. He was coaching. And... Yep. You know it. You know. Oh, you know. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You see, wife, if you are listening to, mm -hmm. if you're the wife of this dude, yeah, snoop through his crap, yep. expose everything. that illness, Find everything, because posing as a risk to the mm -hmm. community. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a risk. I know. Uh, yeah. Ugh. All right. One more. What you got? All right. A high school senior was promised a college scholarship in kindergarten and is now told she can't have it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, South Florida. Fucking Florida. <laughs> so here this girl is probably getting excellent grades. Right? Was probably Make since kindergarten was like, I'm going to Girl, you this. going to college. Keep doing what I need to yep. do. And parents were she probably right there, on it. And they're like, nope, nope, no funds. I don't know if that's what it said, yeah. but nope. Oh, man. Yep. See, that's the shit you got to get in writing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read the little blurb okay. underneath. So it says college affordability haunts parents and kids everywhere, pretty much from the time the little ones are born until the family hopefully graduated with. But that's it. Doesn't go into mm. into what program? Yeah, was, like what or, did she do? Yeah. They got the offer, right? I see, and I, I've I've seen other stories like that. Like there was this one on um, the Steve Harvey show. This little boy, um, well, it went viral. This video of this little five year old uh, in a drum line. Yeah, and he just drumming, just like you know, like just along with everybody else. Yeah, and some college has now said to him once he's at that age, he will, you know, have full scholarship. And I'm like, oh, don't do that because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen in, you know, 12 yeah. years. Like yeah. that college might be like, we don't do that. We didn't right. do that. Like get yeah. that shit in writing. Yeah. Get that money. Get that paper. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Let's see. My last one. Um, I got a bad news for y'all. Christian right leader says, Straight people who have oral sex have adopted homosexual sex practices. Huh? <laughs> Christian right leader says straight people who have who have oral sex have adopted homosexual sex practices. <laughs> Investigate him. <laughs> Check his computer. It's actually a woman. Check her computer. <laughs> uh, actually, no, for her, I would probably say uh, check into her background. Right. I will bet that there's some type of trauma. 
or she's probably in the closet, latent homosexuality tendencies. Something wants to be in a lesbian relationship. Can't stand wants her to, man. Wants whoever's to next go to her. down on that muff. And <laughs> but the only thing she's got is right sausage. Exactly. That's it. Right. So, so ah, that would be gross for her. Right. You know. Yeah. Yes, that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lady, lady, lady. I guess I'd like homosexual. Practices. Well, and you know what? I'm like, why? You know what? Jesus ain't all up in your bedroom saying what you need to do and what you can't do between you and your spouse. Whatever, whatever you, you like explore to do. As long each as you have a safe word, you explore each other's bodies. <laughs> That's what it was designed safe for. Safe word. That's all you we know? care about. Explore away oh. in the sanctity. See, that's what I'm saying. The sanctity of your marriage, and you got people marriage coming in there and saying other what you can whatever. and can't yeah. do in your bedroom. Tell me what to do? Uh, tell me what to do. I don't care. Don't I'm tell like, me what to do. With do my... not come encroaching in my, my body. Bed space. My rules. It's my bed space <laughs> with my with my boo. Yep. Don't be coming to put your I don't need demon thoughts, your demon tongue. No, no. Stay out of my bedroom. All right. We got to wrap it up. All right. Thank you for listening as always. Yes. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks to Anonymous. I have a lot more stuff. Thank you, Jason, for continuing to send your stories. Hope Keep you're it doing up. well. We love you. Yep. Uh, thanks again to Christopher Scott, Chris Scott. A.K.A. Chris uh, Scott, hip hop, hip hop social, social worker. Um, it was good to have him here today. And until next week, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy? <laughs>